I love that we started tonight with really the, the invitation that God has laid out for us in Scripture. This is an invitation to every single one of us and a call to every single one of us. Um, quick story, about five and a half years ago, I felt the Lord inviting me to, um, I had this dream, this big dream, to start a retreat um, in Colorado. I wanted to gather 40 women, which honestly is a form of discipleship, whether it's one-on-one, it's a small group. Um, In this case, it was 40 women. And I planned this thing for a year. I was in it to win it. I was doing all the research. I was getting equipped. I was figuring out where do you do this? How do you do this? How do you get the word out? And there I was in October of 2016, standing in front of a group of 40 women, um, this work that had transpired over a year. I found myself in front of 40 women, I'm ready to lead. And what they did not know was that five weeks earlier, my husband at the time, who I'd been married to for 15 years, had left me for the third time, and I was facing divorce. And there I was in front of 40 women who entrusted four days of their life with me, and the enemy was threatening to convince me over and over and over again that I should not be there. Who do I think I am? These women will not trust you. You cannot lead, and you were disqualified. Unfortunately, they had all, you know, flown in from all over the country, and I couldn't really leave, but everything in me was fighting to believe that God is who he says he is, his word is what it says it is, and I am who he says I am. I had to fight to believe what was true. And I would say some of you are in here, and you are ready to go. Like, Kim laid this out, and you are ready to go. But I'm also going to believe that most of you have a little bit of a hesitation. You're sitting in a little bit of tension, wondering and feeling that you're in this tension of feeling too much and not enough. If you're here on Sunday, I spoke a little bit about this. This tension that we find ourselves in, feeling too much and not enough. And this is not a gender-specific tension. This is a human tension we, have, we can trace back all the way to the garden. And so I did. I think on Wednesday, I quickly put together this quick survey just on the fly because I just wanted what I believed to be true to be confirmed. And you all, some of you filled that out, and it was confirmed over and over and over again. Put up that one. There's a few slides, but I just wanted to show you walking into tonight just some data that I pulled together, thanks to you all. Um, 67% of people are not discipling someone. This was about 40, which I think there's about 50, 40 and 50 in this room. So almost 70% of people are not discipling someone, and almost 80% are not being discipled by someone. But you showed up here tonight, so there's some level of interest, which is really exciting. Um... So what I want to walk through are actually five questions that I ask myself when I am sitting in some tension holding me back from stepping out in obedience. And that, again, going back to what Kim said, we know the call to obedience. There's no confusion on that. But what I want to walk us through is what are those things holding us back? 
And these are five questions. I've got some girls over here. They've heard me ask these questions. I probably ask these questions to them every week. Um, and they're really actually good. If you don't know what to do in a moment with sitting across from someone else, ask these questions. It's amazing what will come out. But there are five questions. The first one is, what fear is holding you back? Where are you not trusting God in this step of obedience? And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell you some things that you guys have said. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I did it before and it didn't go very well. I'm afraid to do it again. What if we don't connect? What if I don't get along with this person or really connect with this person? What if I can't be transparent? What if I can't be vulnerable? So what fear, consider what fear is holding you back. The second question I ask is, what lie am I believing? What lie am I believing not just about you, not just about me, what lie am I believing about you, me, but mostly God? Like, what, am, what lie am I believing about God? Do I not believe he is who he says he is? And Kim spoke to that. It is he who chooses. It is he who does the work. We learned that on Sunday. It was an amazing message on being reminded that God is the one that opens our hearts to pay attention. Now, our response is to believe and be obedient. And so we have to put the authority back on God. And when we do that, we do not have to live in fear or believe lies. The third question I ask myself, is there sin or unforgiveness that is entangling me? Some of the things I heard was, what if I don't have my life together? What if my life isn't perfect? This is something I hear holding back. Now, I'm going to be really clear about something. If there is hidden sin in your life that you have not confessed before the Lord and one other person, do that. Do that tonight. Come find one of us, any of us, anyone. Sit before someone, another believer in front of you and confess, okay? But we're all walking through this world broken in pursuit of holiness in need of a savior. And Kim said, we are to walk alongside each other. I think one of the greatest gifts I have experienced, um, just even in this last year, is me sitting across from these girls and saying, hey, this is what I'm struggling with this week. This is where I'm believing a fear. This is where I'm struggling believing this lie and letting them speak back to me. It's this, it's this mutual walking alongside as we point each other to Jesus. It's less about I need to have it all together and have a perfect life before I can enter in with that with someone else. The third thing is distraction. Is there a distraction in my life derailing me? Y'all, this can be, I mean, the common thing I heard over and over again is I don't have time. I don't have enough time. What if it takes too much time? Y'all, we have time. Okay, we do. I get it. Kim is a planner. I fly by the seat of my pants. Um, I feel like planning is kind of restrictive. But you know what? If for me to accomplish what God is asking me to do means that I need to create a rhythm for my life and set aside time and create margin to show up and what God's asked me to do, that I need to do it. I need to look at where maybe I'm wasting some time, where I can carve out some time. I will say this. If you're a mama, look at what does it look like to invite someone to go to soccer practice? 
and sit with you while you're at soccer practice? What does it look like to invite someone over while you're doing laundry? I have had girls come over as like, look, I have got to prepare a meal. Just come and sit with me for an hour. I'm cooking and they're just sitting there. And the greatest conversations happen. We can fold people into our already existing life and create space for that to happen. And then the last thing um, I would say is um, what shame is holding me in bondage? What shame is holding you in bondage? Um, I shared that story in the beginning because I want to be so honest that we all walk in here and face things that threaten to convince us that we are in bondage of shame, right? We all have stories, but God's word says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and we need to model that for each other. We need to model freedom from bondage of shame to each other, and what that looks like is being vulnerable. It's saying, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. It's being transparent. It's being authentic. I will tell you, I have so many stories of that moment at that retreat five and a half years ago being so honest with my story and watching just people being able to have a sigh of relief because they walked into that space thinking they needed to have it all together, that they needed to protect their vulnerability, that they couldn't be honest. And I will say, if at some point in your life, we have all struggled with comparison, right? And when you can lay that down and be vulnerable with each other, there is so much freedom found on the other side. We are all broken and we are all messy and we are all in need of a savior and that is the point. None of us are enough. We don't have it all put together. We have busy schedules and busy lives. We are not enough because the moment we think and believe that we are enough, we do not need Jesus. And that's all we want to let people know. You need Jesus and I need Jesus. We need Jesus, so let's need Jesus together. And it's pretty fun to do. So three things as I transition to Emily and Kim coming back up here. And they're going to walk through what this relationship has looked like in their life this last year. It's been really sweet to watch. But three things. One, embrace your limitations and do not see them as liabilities. Kim talked about being a planner. Y'all, I am a seven on the Enneagram. If you know what that is, I... I'm just all over the place. I don't plan. I literally texted one of the girls last night at, I think, 9.15 and said, hey, want to come over at 8.30 in the morning? Like, that's how I roll. But you know what? They extend so much grace to me. <laughs> they do. They have to all the time. Um, but there is so many different personalities. But the beauty of different personalities is that when we can le learn to love each other inside our differences— I believe that together in community, we reflect the wholeness of God. And that is what is beautiful. When we can be in community with people who are so different than us, extend grace, mercy, kindness, compassion. That is part of what it looks like to love God and love others. Get creative um, with your time and your schedule. The second thing I would say, go ugly early. This is just, don't wait until you have like, all the things figured out, the perfect curriculum and formula and, um, you know, scheduled time that you can commit. Just go ugly early. Just go. Just say, hey, let's just meet for coffee. Danae's going to walk you through what that first time you sit together could look like. 
Just go. Just start. It might be a little wobbly, but go anyway. Go scared. And learn as you go. This is learning for both people, and it will evolve. What you need, what they need, and what you can bring to the table will evolve. And then last, choose obedience over outcome. And all this means is be obedient to the invitation. The outcome of that is on the Lord. What he does with that is on the Lord. But I promise there will be fruit. And this isn't about the fruit in the person you're discipling or vice versa. It is equal fruit that you will see if you will show up in obedience. Some of you might show up at the end of 2021 and say, you know what? I tried that discipleship thing that y'all invited me to do, and it just didn't work out. Some of you have had those stories. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Your obedience is what God is seeking. The outcome is on him.